Now I feel like I feel like this is fresh air you're listening to. <laughs> to Terry Gross. So just um I just wanna ask you about what were you feeling when I mean I just I just I, let's listen to a clip. This is where and then she proceeds to say everything that happens in the clip and then says, Well let's just listen to it. Why? You just described everything, Terry Gross. But I love her. Up here, there's Lois writes in this. This is your morning <laughs> cup. <laughs> Do you ever consider thinking about... <laughs> Have you heard no. her before? No. Oh, yeah, she is. The thing is, like, she sounds ancient. But then when you see her in person, she's, like, really kind of young looking. <laughs> she, <laughs> she looks like she parties. Yeah. But no, she just puts on that really old sounding voice because I think her target audience are like the Jerry's, you know. But still, she cracks me up because it's like she's sitting there luxuriating in her own voice. That's how she speaks. Would you mind if I ask you about your British upbringing? <laughs> it's hilarious. It sounds like luxuriating. She sounds like she's in pain. No, I, I, you have to hear it. It's like she's she's just on the edge of an orgasm from hearing herself speak. It's amazing. Oh, my God. No. And I love Kai Rizdal. This is Kai Rizdal. I just, oh, yeah. 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 I like, um, I think he's the money guy, and it's not really about his voice, but he loves to say his name. And he says, this is Steven Zabalawi. I'm like, you like saying your name. He <laughs> loves that that's his name. I think it's probably not his real name. <laughs> Zabalawi. Like, I gotta have something that pop. Because when he says it, he's Zabalawi. in Atlanta. I'm Nita Sharice. And I'm Nikki. And in this podcast, we have a frank, honest, and open conversation about the FX show, Atlanta. We've noticed that there are similar characteristics or feature in each show. And during our discussion, we offer our impressions on what those features are. There's a That's So Atlanta moment in each episode that most clearly and accurately depicts the spirit or quirk that is Atlanta and or is life in the American South. Darius-isms highlight the special flavor that the character Darius brings to the show. But since he was not in this episode, there won't be any in this review. There always seems to be a mystical element or some strange thing that happens beyond all logical reason and sometimes scientific explanation. We've all experienced it. And finally, SGR moment is very plainly the moment at each show when shit got real and we are reminded that life is not a game and desperation has the power to motivate any and every possible action. The title of this episode was Helen. Earn accompanies Van to Helen, Georgia to take part in Oktoberfest. While there, Earn and Van face the truth about their relationship. Okay, so Helen, I did not know about this place until I watched this show. But then I immediately looked up information about it. The funny thing is that it's literally located in White County. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I saw that. Like, I Googled it. 
and got some information. It's like, well, that is a perfect name. (laughs) Exactly. So what I find very interesting about this town is that they were a logging town. They were in decline. And then they reinvented themselves by adopting this zoning that mandated all of their storefronts to look like a Bavarian Alpine town storefronts. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, why can't coal country do that? But anyway, let's not get all political. So a lot of Atlantans go there for the weekends. They have a three-month-long Oktoberfest. And then they also have a hot air balloon race in the summer. Plus, they have little wilderness attractions. So I'm thinking about taking the boys. I think the hot air balloon race would be really cool to watch. Oh, yeah. They like that. Mm-hmm. People would stare at you guys out, out of the windows, though. So you have to be careful about that. All I know, the one thing that I remember is when uh, our mutual friend of yore used to say, when you hear the he, don't stick around for the ha. <laughs> Wait, who is our mutual friend of yore? <laughs> you need to give me some initials because I am not picking up what you're putting down. Uh, it's a certain guy that <laughs> I used all. to date that looks like a, a cartoon character. Ah. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he that yeah. words of wisdom, one of the few things he ever said that I actually cared anything about. Um, okay, now I really know who you're talking about. But yeah, when, when I hear the he, I don't stick around for the ha. And that's usually after a whole bunch of like alcohol and whatnot. I don't know if Emmanuel ever told you that story when he went to a Russian nightclub and then shit just got really real. <laughs> this was in Atlanta. <laughs> Oh, this okay. This was way before he started going to karate. He went by himself, and um, they were they were actually listening to hip hop, just a club full of Russians. And then at a certain point, they had been down in vodka all night. At a certain point, you know, whatever was in there just snapped, and everybody started fighting. And he got the hell out of there. <laughs> It's like I bet he did. He would have been the only one to go to jail. He said the way that it started, it was if that's what they originally came there to do. That was their ultimate intent. But they got sidetracked by having fun. (laughs) Well, like the dancing and the music was just a part of like the the work up to the fighting and bloodletting. Excuse me, the drunken fighting and bloodletting. So (laughs) anyway. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. (laughs) When they arrived in Helen, you know, like when it first starts off, he's getting out of the car. You know, he has like an appreciative smile on his face and looks around and says, no, it doesn't start there. Remember the episode starts. Oh, I know where where, where it started. It started with them doing lodge stuff. I liked how when it started in in the cold open you could see Lottie's toys on like a side table mm-hmm. and then when they went when they went further into the room you could see like puzzle and like some dinosaurs or something like on the floor right above like where the Atlanta logo was kind of like right above the molding on the wall I just liked how it was kind of like yeah Lottie exists she's just not here and then when they cut to the car like they start off with the camera on the car seat because I remember thinking okay she's not there you know this is kind of their time to be together because it was really set up okay they're gonna get some quality time in it started off sort of positive it was very intimate like yeah all of the all of the scenes the mood the lighting the sound of what they were doing it was just so intimate 
yeah, it was very familiar and it felt very, uh, it felt so regular. It wasn't like an over the, the top thing, you know, how you see on some shows where these people are taking vacations that you could like really only dream about or they're just in these circumstances. Even, even if the show is centered around people who don't really have much money, sometimes there are still things that happen that don't really track with how life really is. It was familiar. It's like, I've been in this, you know, I've been in this situation and this, position before and you kind of have like a feeling of like expectation and some excitement at getting away you know and their car conversation was really natural is the word I'm looking for everything is just so natural and it flows like you're not watching a tv show it's like you're eavesdropping on a real couple so mm-hmm. you're very right about that and there during that car conversation even though it was sweet and it was positive and I know as a viewer, I was feeling good about their relationship and what was happening, the opportunity that they had to just have quality time with each other. During that conversation, Ern still managed to piss me off. And yeah, because he can't even dine out correctly without being high. This fool can't even do that. No, that's Ern. But even even the way she said it to him, like, you know, she said, yeah, and. Maybe high, so you'll have, you know, you'll have more tongue confidence. She kind of had like a weary look on her face. But at the same time, she does seem to be willing to do what it takes, not whatever it takes, but to do what it takes to like try to make things work. Like that's obviously not a deal breaker. You know, she said it and she kind of had this look, but she also had the attitude of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try something and I'm going to tell him, you know, how I feel about it because sometimes people don't know unless you tell them and she said it and then she kind of like waited to see how he would respond you know and then that's when he said uh he's like oh you noticed that you know well now I'm paranoid and it was like a funny like it was a funny moment but I also just remember thinking like okay like that that was that was communication like she's told him that he you know he doesn't really have to say much he can just kind of keep that in his back pocket and maybe keep it in mind. Like he, he was so surprised that she noticed that. But it's like you guys have known each other for a long time. She knows you. Yeah. You know, she can she she can sense that. And it just seemed like that kind of like it was a surprise to him or it, you know, like he was taken aback that she would know that it's like you have a child together. You've already made, you know, in the first season, her longtime friend knew, knew who he was. Even when um, she said, I don't think that you're going to like it out here. And he was like, oh, I've been here before. Field trip, fourth grade. Tamika Rich threw up. He, he didn't say that, like, he would have to explain to her what field trip he was talking about and who Tamika was. It's like, you guys have a history. So, of course, she notices this about you when you're intimate with someone and you have a relationship and you've known each other for a long time there's not too much that you can really hide from them so I was feeling good about it like oh like maybe there'll be a scene where you know where he's as confident as that hog in the road you know the hog had lots of tongue confidence what I saw was evidence of their their friendship and their camaraderie I think him saying that he was paranoid was a joke I don't think he was paranoid at all I think it's it's really nice how sometimes they both take really good care of each other. You know, mm-hmm. they they know how to treat each other in such a way where they're just they're just gentle and delicate with each other like lovers are supposed to be. That's what that whole exchange reminded me of. Like you know how imperfect your someone is, but you're okay with it. For the most part, you try to be okay with it because you think the love that you have for them is worth it. Mm-hmm. It was just, I just felt it was really tender. 
but again, usually guys like that, they have, they at least have physical talent. They guys like what? Like him, eh, but not him. There not is him. Earn has shown nothing. No, like he, especially in this season to say that he's mastered anything except his refusal to get his own place. That's that's what he's mastered. Well, see, now I have an idea about that um, that I'll I'll bring up a little bit later on as we move closer Going to that back point. to your your tongue confident pig there. A lot of people understand that the South has country in it, but I don't know if people get like the right idea of the kind of country that's in the South. Most people in Georgia are not surprised by the random pigs and the cows and chickens and horses and herds outside of Atlanta like very very close to the city you know the, this place Helen is about two hours out but you can get 15 minutes out of the center of Atlanta and run into some farm animals we see deer all the time in the city yeah yeah, yeah. I mean that, that, I guess I mean I was surprised I mean you wouldn't see that necessarily right where I live but in New Orleans East yeah there's like actual wildlife out there some of that is because a lot of it is still unpopulated since Katrina but the east is pretty like it can get kind of wild like they're like like not just like oh you know there's some stray dogs like there are animals out 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 there like you would see hogs out there Hmm. and and it's not you know it's not far from the actual city at all but that that scene, the way it looked when they were driving and then the pig kind of startled them, it reminded me of uh, of Get Out. I was like, this is this is like when they were riding. I forget what was in. I think it was a deer or a buck mm-hmm. or something. That and then just them just like being in that town. Like not to say it was the same. Of course, it's not the same thing. But just, you know, from Ern's point of view, like just being there and not really knowing um, what was going on and feeling uncomfortable, it kind of gave me that vibe, you know, and then they were in like white, white county. It had the same look, you know, of just like this very, like, it looks very peaceful, you know, kind of picture perfect, kind of post postcard perfect, but, but just weird. It didn't have a scent. Well, sometimes it did have a sinister feeling, actually, but like. If you like are very, very surface about it, like the animal in the road and Ern being like the only black man there, as far as I could tell, mm-hmm. uh, like some of it, it just reminded me of the general feel of Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. So they arrive in Helen and as they're talking of Van's heritage, um, it's revealed. And it's I think it, it's nice that they actually did use Zazie Beat's heritage and work it into the storyline yeah and the fact that she could speak german now that reminded me of um of uh django unchained ah yes yeah sure yeah sure did carry yeah. washington his, his broom hill was her name broom hilda yep yeah yep it was broom hilda mm-hmm. i so, forgot about that let's take a break for a message from an exclusive rap in atlanta sponsor Say boy, that day you girl boy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm about to tell something, boy. Hold on, I'm gonna tell something, man. It's okay, it's good. Oh, there she go. Right, hold on, hold on, all right. Hey, it's your weave straight. Is it right? Does it stay on punk, girl? If it's not, you should come to our job, girl. Beauticians got degrees of hair with a Plus, we sell soap, sense, and some jewelry. 
Come to Weave Town, girl. Come to Weave Town. Back it up, dip it low. Get to Weave Town. Drop that ass on the floor. Get to Weave Town. Get that ass all the way down to Weave Town. Come to Weave Town. Yeah, down what? in Little Five. We take advantage of our spring weave. Two for one. Yes. Weave Town. We got the hair game sewn up. So the the one thing that stuck out for me, you know, you almost never hear someone refer to a biracial person as half unless there is some issue of race, either with that person or surrounding that person. And that just really stuck out for me. You know, when when Ern asked Van if they were the only black people that were going to be there, she said, oh, well, Christina's half. And if they've got black in them, you just say, no, Christina will be there, you know? But the fact that she said she's half, I'm like, what's up with Christina? Yeah, yeah. What's up with Christina? She's a jerk. Um, (laughs) Some people are just like that. She's just one of those. Um, Yeah. And then I was wondering if if they were actually going to have Black Pete show up. You know, when they refer to the the Moore character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Ern, Ern was Black Pete, apparently. Which yeah. I oh was with God. him. When he looked at that woman, I was like, yeah, I'm with you. Because she yeah. really, yeah. I mean, oh, I, I was on his side with that. I mean, that, that was just, I wanted him to hit her. <laughs> she came up and touched his face. And she touched him. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you shouldn't do that to anybody anyway, Mm-mm. I think. Like you don't do that. It's like the equivalent of like like and also don't touch my hair. Like it's the same thing. Like she did like, Oh my god, you look so good and it's just like my folks really, really love blackface. They love it. How are she thinking that that urn had on blackface though? Well, I mean, she was so incredulous. Like, you look really good. Uh, apparently, she was like, okay, I have got to, like, who's your blackface guy? Because he's awesome. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> like, she she was impressed. So, she really thought that it was blackface. And, of course, it looked good because he's had that blackface all his life. And the guy, too, was kind of like, uh, like, David. Okay, so remember Dave is the one who dropped the N-word in the first episode of the first season. I did not notice that that was him. Yeah, that's well, him. I known because he said, I got on Lito's and dog. Yeah. Yeah. So his initial exchange with Ern was my That's So Atlanta moment. Because, first of all, supposedly he's from Atlanta. He knows Ern or whatever. This dude knew all about these German these German tradition. He explained about Fasnacht. He explained about Schnapp Vier, I think he said. Schnapp Vier and Hoots Kootsen. Yeah. <laughs> I like Hoots Hoots Kootz. I just like saying it. Hoots Kootz. Who wouldn't like it's, saying that? It's cute. When it comes to knowing about anybody else's heritage or celebrating the hell out of it everybody here goes all out the decorations are off the chain lights are strewn out there's all kinds of things that you could get at regular grocery stores above and beyond what party city has to offer like if it's german or irish or any type of european like or cinco de mayo yes people america loves cinco de mayo oh because you can drink they go all out for stuff like that but black history month if you're in an office 
and it's predominantly white. There's nothing mentioned. There's nothing said. There's no decorations hung. Nope. At my kids' school, there, you know, they had this one little section of a little wall with Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and one other lucky person, probably George Washington Carver, and that's it. But for everything else, they go all out. Yeah. Of and, course they do. Yeah. That is this country. I was just going to say that's probably all of the South and all of this this nation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you do something and you say something about black heritage, then, you know, you're being uh, you're being divisive or, you know, you're bringing up things that you shouldn't bring up. My sister saw there's a local grocery store chain here and they had a big sign up that said uh, celebrating our Italian heritage. And that's cool. I mean, fine. And she sent me a message. She either sent me a picture of it or she just sent, sent me a message saying that uh, she wanted to say so bad, like, come on, guys. Like, why are you being so divisive? It's like, don't don't talk about it. It's like black black history, culture, heritage is the only thing that you're not allowed to talk about until you want to take it away. So, yeah. Not that's that's so America. Yeah, that's so America. I agree with Ern that Hoots Coots had to be the most legitimately stupid game ever. <laughs> it looked like it had no point. I, I'm just like, are you? What, is the point to just pass the ball around or to actually make it into the jug? And then the way that they responded to him, how did you do that? Yeah, that was weird. That, and did they say how did you do that or why? They said, how? How did you okay. do that? Like, they'd never seen anybody do that before, and they couldn't understand how he thought to do it. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, Like, he didn't do anything special. He didn't, like, bounce it off a body part. He just placed it in there because he was done. But outside of that, it just illustrated to me, like, I mean, Aaron, show up and show out. Like, yeah, it was kind of nonsensical. And and I totally get it. It's like, if you don't feel, if you don't know what's going on, you know, it can be a disconcerting thing. He probably didn't feel good, but it's like she tells him later. I mean, it's like, just, I mean, you can't just do it for me. I mean, it's, it's, it's one moment. And I mean, we have all done things that we don't want to do. We don't want to, you know, we've all had to attend events that we're not really into, but Everybody knows that if you if you just fake it a little bit or like, you know, put the dog on costume on or just do it that kind of like that's half the dog on battle. I'm with you. Like the whole reason why we travel is to get away from home and to get out of our comfort zone and have our horizons broaden. And so nothing outside of home is supposed to be your thing until you discover that it truly is or isn't your thing. You know, so you might as well, if you're exposed to something new, just be open to it and see what's up. And then after you've, you've experienced it, you know, then you can decide whether you hate it or not. She just wanted him there with her. Mm -hmm. You know, she didn't bring up the thing about, you know, the mask and the whip. That that was his friend Dave. She Van just wanted him there. It was like, OK, this is something that is separate from it's something different. Uh, it's a break in our routine. Um, and it was like showing him a part of her. Exactly. You know, and it's like, yeah, like, which is why she took it so personally. It's like, oh, okay, you're calling it stupid. I mean, you, you, I just think in a relationship, you don't have to say everything. Like, just kind of do it. He would have found some fun in it. And then when he put the balls in there and, like, they pretty much treated him like, 
oh, we're going to worship you now. Like, you're our God. You know, she was looking at it. It's just like, I'm not impressed because she knew the spirit that he was doing it in. Mm-hmm. But I'd be willing to bet that if he had been game and tried and still just put the balls in there, she would have had a different attitude because it's like, okay, mm-hmm. he's at least trying. That is attractive. Thank you. You know, I do this for you all the time. And this isn't like, you know, she heard about, you know, this German festival and just wanted to go try it out. This is this is something like that's her. That's that is part of her. It's half of her. So you saying that that's stupid and making fun of it and belittling the whole thing is like you're doing that to her. I think he just he just pretty much decided he was going to have a chip on his shoulder, you know, which continued at the bar. Like, on one hand, did they have to hold a conversation in front of him and not speak English? They did not have to do that. On the other hand, was she probably like thinking, man, I haven't spoke German in a a while. I really enjoy doing it. Here's my chance to practice it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that was it. She may have been a little bit pissed, too. Um, But I mean, I think mostly it was like, you know, I get to use I get to immerse myself and do something that I haven't done in a long time, because at some point, um, I think it was after that conversation Mm. when she said, um, you know, you really should learn German. And then he and this was like really, really mean. You know, he was like, oh, yeah, like that very useful language. It's like you dummy. She's not saying that you need to learn German so that you can be competitive in like the foreign finance market. She wants you to learn German because you have a child together. She's trying to be with you. That's a part of her. I'm more than sure she's going to expose Lottie to that, like in some sort of way. You know, it's just he he was making no attempt to try to fit in or just do it for her. You know, it was one evening. Yeah. I mean, just learning a little bit of German is just another way of showing I'm into you. You know, I'm married to someone who speaks another language and I've, I've learned the basic greetings. It's one of the hardest languages ever to learn. But in learning it, you know, I wanted to make sure our kids knew it and I wanted him to know I was into him. No, he's 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 being very selfish, um, very spoiled and and. He's just being pissy. You know, he's angry. He doesn't want to be there. He just wants to go and do lodge stuff. He's not interested in that part of her. And uh, the part that, like, it really irritated me, partially because it's an irritating thing to do and partially because I've been in this situation before, like, with people. And usually it's when someone's being very controlling. But when um, uh, they were going to dance and he called her away, you know, and she was like, oh, what? Like, you know, because she was so excited and she was like, let's go over some moves. Because she said at the beginning, like, you know, Dave can't dance at all. And like, I can't, you know, I can't wait, you know, to kind of show you off. And he was like, I can't really dance either. And she said, yeah, but, you know, you have kind of like a weird swag. Like, you know, she she cares about him. And in watching it like a second time, it's like, I feel so sorry for her because she thinks like, oh, okay, like, you know what? Like, she has no idea, you know, that he's probably about to do something jerky because the the first time I watched it, I knew he was about to try to talk or like say that he didn't want to do it. So then he's trying to play ping pong. That irritated me because he tried to turn it into a thing like you don't want to do what I'm trying to do. And it's like you're at a party. And you're trying to go off and go do something where you're pulling her away from everything else that she obviously wants to do. You are so selfish. Okay, just to defend him a little, 
because I haven't completely given up on him, surprisingly. You know you've been to one of those types of events. Like, I remember I went to this party in in uh, in L.A. There was this broker who was giving it. And I had no idea that it was going to turn into a Coke party. It eventually turned into a Coke party. I left. But before it turned into a Coke party, they put on some music. And I was one of three black people in the house. Like, it was me and then the two other black people that I brought with me. And so they immediately came over and were like, oh, we put on some music. We we just know you you dance very well. You know, get up and show us your great moves. You've never seen me dance. And it's, you don't want to be a spectacle, you know? Like, I, I told him, oh, no, I, I don't have a dancing boat in my body. I didn't get the rhythm gene. That's what I told him. That's a lie. I can dance my ass off. I get what you're saying, but you were there by yourself. No, and... I wasn't there by myself. Remember, I had brought two guys. One guy I was interested in, in and a spare. So. Okay. Well, sometimes you got to do that. <laughs> had you been in a relationship with any of these people where it was like, okay, let me try to compromise. I'm I'm not giving you this one on earn. I'm just not. <laughs> like, I get the thing of, like, not wanting to be a spectacle. And someone did touch his face and think, you know, that he had, like, the most awesome black, black face guy in the planet dot com. I get that. But Van was so excited. You've been with this woman for a long time. You have a child together. Stop being a dick and just do it. You know, like, I don't want to do that. I want to play ping pong, you know, and she's just like, and you can see her like trying to keep her energy about her. Like, you know, no, like, let's, you know, let's go over here. So then she's upset or she's irritated, but she plays ping pong and then kind of like starts to get into it and like, you know, starts to kind of like, you know, she's beating him, you know, and she kind of sashays over. And then he's like, I don't totally dish destroy you. It doesn't matter what she would have done. He was going to be mad. I'm sorry. Your situation at the Coke party and earn at Oktoberfest is just not the same thing. He did tell her he didn't feel comfortable dancing before they went in. Like, to be fair, he did tell her that. And but I still think the best thing he could have possibly done if he didn't want to dance was be like, hey, I just want to ha- watch you dance. You know, let me watch something. You. Yeah, something. let me watch you dance. I want to watch you have a good time, sweetie. I'm going to sit over here. I'm not going to take my eyes off of you. We later on see like her frenemy type relationship with Christina. So, of course, some of that was about showing him off. Yeah, we got that. But if he had responded the way that you just said, it would have been hard to get mad with that. And it would have been like, okay, all right. No, he didn't do that. He acted like my one and a half year old. I don't want to do that. I want to do this. Okay, let's do this. Why did you do that so good? Let's take a break for a message from an exclusive Rappin' Atlanta sponsor. Amazing Gray. What's wrong, baby? Why can't you hit that note? Well, Grandma, my throat hurts. I've tried everything. Tea with honey, tea with lemon, tea, even cough drops. Well, that's the problem, baby. You've tried everything but the right thing. What's the right thing? 
child, I'm glad you asked. You need my grandma Sadie's soothing throat lozenges. It's made from a secret recipe, and it's been saving church solos for generations. It'll coat your throat and soothe your soul. Hallelujah. Okay, I'll take two. Coming right up. Well, child, how do you feel? <clears throat> You don't need to thank me. You need to thank your great-grandma, Sadie. Sadie's soothing throat lozenges. Don't you let your solo go to hell. We both agreed that the mystical element was that random-ass dude standing there with the mask on. Yes. Because <laughs> where did he come from and why didn't he move? He didn't say anything. He didn't uh, move. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I also noticed um, when he said, um, I don't just like when we play basketball, I don't destroy you in front of everybody. And then I liked her line when she was like, there's nobody around. They're all dancing. I was like, good callback, fan. But then she was like, oh, my God, he's been standing there the whole time. And then she kind of apologized to him. I'm like, this girl is better than me. He's <laughs> better than me. That dude I mean, had been standing right there next to her. Did you see where yeah. he was standing? She had been, yeah. been right behind her. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't say anything. Earn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what pissed he me off. He didn't say anything. Like, this dude could have, like, why didn't you say he hey, doing anything? Yeah. Like, he, he is one of those guys who is not going to protect you ever in any situation. And and that's the thing that I picked up on. Um, you know, I'm kind of skipping ahead past uh, the Christina interaction. But when they started yelling for the the Woodle Hot or Wild Hunt yeah. and they surrounded her, she was alone. And then when she went off to pee by herself, she was alone. Like, yeah. are you even going to be mad enough to make sure the mother of your child isn't, like, knocked in the head and dragged behind that? No, because your friend is a jerk. <laughs> he is not. He's too busy saying, I know when it did. She beat me in ping pong. I'm going to go watch Blue's Clues. God, I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. He's the worst character right now. Maybe he'll turn it around, whatever. But I hate him. And I mean, by that time when she was by herself and those weird people that was, it was straight out of that movie. Um, What was the Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman movie where they wore like those same masks? Like when the Eyes Wide Shut cast gathered around her, they had already kind of fought. So like he was just sitting somewhere sulking, you know, uh, and then when she went to go pee, he was kind of behind her and the bartender who was like oh you know I have a place for you and your boyfriend to stay you know like if you ever come back to, to Germany I mean he just he wasn't concerned he was too busy stewing in his own little juices wow. because he's a child yeah that was not a he's making a series of unfortunate moves so then that brings us to our scene with Christina the other kind of black girl she's She's biracial, we know. She has perhaps shared German heritage or white heritage. I don't know. At first I thought, is this Van's sister? I thought that at first too, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not Van's sister. I forget like what she said that kind of drove home to me that they weren't sisters. Like when I watched it the second time, because the first time I truly did think that because you know, like she talked about, like her talking about, you know, I wish my hair was kinky. And then she says, which it was, but you straightened it. So like, that was a weird thing to say. I, I felt like the next line was going to be something like, you know, something about their parents. But I forget she said something either to earn or something else happened that let me know um, that she was just her friend. Well, when she said you didn't invite me to any of your parties, you don't have to invite your own sibling. They're probably going to be there. You know, well, but when she said your parties, I I figured she meant like the black parties, like when you go with your friends. And in that case, you could have a sibling where like you guys have a different circle of friends. Like the first time I saw that, I just thought she meant like, oh, like Van and her black friends, like somebody black at the school is having a party and you didn't invite me to that. Like if your sister's close in age and you're both in high school, that's not a guarantee that you're gonna go with your sister everywhere but it's something else it's something that she said and i was like okay no they're not sisters and i don't remember what it what it was um shoot yeah. i can't put my finger on it no i don't think they're sisters I no mean, they're not yeah um but you know i wonder how exactly did van grow up like where are van's parents why does lottie never seem to go to van's parents house She's always at Ern's parents' house. Maybe they're in Germany. I just wonder, like, what what they were like, you know, and, like, what, what the household was like. Uh, if it was like, you know, go and explore both sides of your heritage or, you know, if it was like one of those things where, like, if the dad's white, the mom's black, everything was, like, mostly white or something like that, you know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably not. Like just just from how her sister hurt her sister. Just from how like her her friend was like, you know, you chose black, you know, and I chose white. Like obviously, she was exposed, you know, to both sides. Because I mean, I look at Van and I think that's a black woman. Mm -hmm. You know, I I never even thought biracial. Just like that's that's a black woman. Mm -hmm. You know. and I was looking at Christina and said that's a black girl. I wouldn't mm-hmm. I would never yeah. have thought biracial. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um but yeah, that conversation was just wow. That was a layered conversation. So much happened in that and just the way her friend acted. But you could see something was up when she was trying to talk to her and the other girl just like very rudely just kind of showed up. But like Christina didn't even say like, you know, oh, hey, this is blah, blah, blah. Like she let this whole conversation go and then kept introducing her as Lottie's mom. Lottie's mom earns girl. She never. Yeah. And that's why she said, you know what my name is. You right. Know, she never said her name. So like, how is it that Van doesn't have her own identity in the eyes of this girl that's just so weird Um, but then that also speaks to the way that all women not just Van but women who are who are in relationships women who do have children you cease becoming an individual you're just attached to this other person who has more import than you right and that is so frustrating in, in every way. I didn't like when my husband just introduced me as, oh, this is my wife. No, say my name. 
Yeah. You know, because I was I was Nikki before I married you and I'll be Nikki if I leave your ass. Noted. <laughs> I just want this I just want to let it be known that that was for my previous husband, not my current husband. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes it easier to laugh at even though I laughed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's what friendship is all about. Did you wonder what the setup? Now, the the, the first time I, I, I watched the episode, this is definitely why I thought they were sisters. Because the friend, which I don't remember her name, but the friend was like, oh, Lottie is always so nice when she's at our house. That's really what made me think that they were sisters. So I'm like, okay, maybe she babysits her and she goes over there. Like, why is Lottie at her house? And Van doesn't even really seem to know this girl. Then knowing that, you know, pretty much coming to the conclusion that they aren't sisters. Did you wonder in what situation or setup? Like, why is Lottie at their house? Okay, so Christina is miss. Christina is with Dave. They're a couple. I right. don't know if they're married or not. So I got the sense that Melanie is some relative of Dave or something like that, and then they're all friends and they all hang together. That's the sense that I got. Okay, but Lottie's hanging there without Van. I don't get that. Then somebody is a babysitter because they mentioned something about manners and Van said she better be. So Right. She said she's always so sweet when she's at our house. So when I thought they were sisters, I was like, oh, okay, that's her sister's friend. You know, she hangs out with her niece and she brings her over there. And the way Van was like, well, she better be. She's obviously not there. That girl does publishing for a tech who works at the record label. And the way Christina was acting about Van's choice in life, I can't see a babysitter looking down on her. Like, like I was confused. Okay, these people are friends, but Van's not friends with them. And I have a child. If I'm not that cool with y'all, my child's not just going to be hanging with you. No one in- indicated that like they have kids too so when i first watched it i thought oh they must all have kids that like go to the same daycare and i was like no she said by my house so and i Maybe guess there's some sort of play date situation that's going on or that was odd to me. not odd but i just feel like okay i must be because you know the i mean it's a very good show that like they don't tell you everything like there are ways to pick up on mm-hmm. what they're talking about so i'm just trying to you know figure out like if i missed something like i don't remember christina mentioning that she had a kid lottie seems like she's chilling over there without her mom <laughs> that's what makes it like wait what strange to me and you know it's not earn like yeah like earn brings lottie over no, or are they foster kids together? Because now that made me wonder. Who were foster kids together? If they were foster kids. Okay, so there's a oh. picture of Eartha Kit on Van's phone. We discovered that after she discovered her phone, after that that thing showed up again, which that big wolf thing. If you look at Eartha Kit's history, so her. Her father was supposedly German, but it was rumored that he was the son of a plantation owner and he raped her mother. Mm-hmm. But then later, something else was said, even though the heritage, the German heritage thing still stuck. But eventually, the mother went off to be in another relationship and abandoned Eartha Kitt because of her complexion. Mm, okay. So I'm wondering is that, I mean, 
it could be that Eartha Kitt was on her phone because she was another great black figure um, who also had German heritage or is there something deeper with why that that picture was used I don't I mean honestly it it could be both things Mm -hmm. Um, and and it's interesting because the song that's played at the end um, Malaika it means my my angel and it was sung by um, Harry Belafonte Harry Harry Belafonte and yeah and Harry Belafonte Belafonte, uh, Eartha Kid always tells the story about how he told her, you know, a black woman can't do anything for me. They were together or like they slept together. And he pretty much just said, I have the quote, she was interviewed and they said, did you face a lot of backlash when you married um, this white man? Because she married a man named Bill McDonald. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, yeah. She said, um, that caused a lot of a lot of resentment. I was married to Bill McDonald in 1960. People would say, why didn't you marry a black man? I would reply because the white girls had him. The men I wanted to be with, Sidney Poitier, Harry Belafonte, dated predominantly white women. Mm. And and then she said, I'm talking about the 50s when Harry Belafonte picks, picks me out of his bed in Philadelphia and said, I don't want you to take me seriously because no black woman can do anything for me. And he said, I could not help him to progress into where he was going to go. Mm. A black woman, a, a black woman would hold a black man back. That's what he told me. If I wanted to marry a black man, there wasn't one because the white girls had them. Mm. And I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. I found a different meaning as to why that song was used. I'll share that later. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, yeah. And all in the um, song is actually um, it's about this Tanzanian man or this man who's with a woman and the parents don't approve of him so they want her to marry like this rich Asian man okay so you want to get into it we'll get into it so like oh sorry it's, <laughs> I didn't know what you were gonna say well no no this is a Swahili song I looked at the lyrics so Malaika yeah. my angel the money which I do not have depresses my soul that's what the part of the song that we heard specifically said that the money which I do not have depresses my soul I'm defeated by the bright price that I don't have I would marry you angel that's what made me feel a little bit more sensitive towards Ern's plight or his struggle after reading the lyrics to that song I went back and looked at the things that he was saying the questions he was asking maybe she doesn't want someone like me maybe she wants someone who speaks German and does this and that and the other pretty much has access to or is more knowledgeable of things that than than him yeah I get that so once upon a time I knew someone I was very in very much into and he was into me but he never would pull the trigger on anything and later on he told me I didn't have any money you know I didn't feel like I could step to you without anything to give you anything to offer you also this money thing keeps coming up it's a recurring theme with him money he doesn't have money he gets what he does with the money what he doesn't do with the money so I'm wondering like even after he got that big check he blew some of it you know, during the last episode, does he owe someone money? Was the mistake he made in Princeton about taking his tuition money and doing something with it or doing something so ridiculous that he owes a lot of money and he cannot dig himself out of this hole in order to be who he wants to be for his the mother of his child and his child? Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm hoping that they reveal that. 
Yeah. Um, and on that kind of on that same note, um, there's a Kendrick Lamar song playing. Is it when she takes her friend aside? Yeah. And she goes, yeah. yeah. The love song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the love song. And he's talking about, you know, would you love me if I could still do this? You know, would you, um, like, would you still want to be with me, you know, if I didn't have this money? And, you know, I mean, and it, it, I mean, it goes like just with the general theme, like with the whole, just from the beginning, like having money or not having money and surviving or being able to stunt or looking like you have something or, um, earning people's respect or commanding their respect is just it's it's a repeated theme um like just like with the whole robin season thing like in every episode there's been someone who's gotten something who's had something taken from them this time it was banned but mm-hmm. yeah they don't there's nothing done by accident um in this show like everything is intentional is, like it's perfectly uh placed so the mask the whole thing had a weird vibe like when you have one of those dreams that you can't explain it was a very strange like it was it was a different episode i appreciated it because it was more van and it focused on them but the feel of it was very like otherworldly or dreamlike and um yeah like it just it just kind of fit but yeah i mean he he definitely they definitely seem to look at him like we've been studying frogs all week and now there is a life-size frog like let's just stare at it you know do you know this song you know i do this this dance oh my god how did you do that you know like he was like an athlete showing some kind of prowess like he actually was serena williams that had done something that defied gravity or something and it's like i just put them in in the jug like it it was not a big deal you know but they acted like he was some kind of renegade he's like dude i've been playing hoots coops oh my i've never seen that and it's like really (laughs) these people are crazy so well yes all of that but again but now you just admitted it and you see why Maybe it might have been. You admitted how weird of a vibe the whole the whole event was. So maybe Earn could have like legitimately been creeped out so much that he couldn't even like feel what was going on with Van. I said earlier that it was weird. I I was never like it wasn't weird. No, that whole time was what was weird. But I don't buy. That he couldn't just suck it up and do this for one night. It was a strange thing. But just like when you bought up that party that you went to, it's like, yeah, this is a very strange thing. Like, yeah, but you're here with somebody that you know, and she needs this from you. So, yeah, it's weird, but uh, you're a grown-up. Deal with it. Like, you lived in a storage unit for a little while. You can swing this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't even know. I guess like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. Now I'm thinking that, okay, how did he do it, Princeton? Did he vibe out like that? So, whatever. Maybe. Yeah. I'm, Get some I don't background know. to speak my pain. <laughs> but, whatever whatever mm-hmm. the case is, we need to find out. We, we need y'all over at Atlanta FX to let us know. Okay. I have a feeling that they're not going to. I just got to. That's so wrong. That is so wrong. Anyhow, um, okay. So we talked about the wild hunt. We talked about uh, the schnapp (laughs) veer and the the 
phone, whatever the hell that is. I don't know. I, I do not speak German. Um, I, I thought the conversation between Van and her friend, was it Lucas? Um, I think, I think Lucas, so. Yeah, I think Lucas gave her some good advice. I'm just going to say. And yes, he did. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Ern's about to get fired. No, straight up. Because she, uh-huh. it's not like she can't get anybody else. She can. She definitely can. If she wants to be with somebody else. If she wants to be on her own and find herself and, you know, establish herself in such a way where she's just not someone's girl or someone's mom, she should go ahead and do that. Because she definitely can. So I was happy for for her, but then I could sense her sadness. And with the rematch, the ping pong rematch, that for me was the SGR moment. Because she didn't have to say, I'm going to play you for us to stay together. You know, she's obviously a big love and basketball fan. I was like, okay, she's about to play him for his heart. <laughs> like Sanalathan did. But you could tell on her face, she really wanted him to fight. Like, please. Yeah, she did. Could yeah. you give me this last sign that you are willing to, to, to take a risk for me, you know, at all? And he just wasn't. And I'm just like, ah. And then that song starts playing, and there's your reason why. Yeah, I mean, it's, I just, yeah, that song started playing, and I get all that. I'm still not giving him a pass because she had that look on her face when she said, you can't even just do it for me. It's like, even if he wasn't going to, the dumbest dude would be like, oh, that's what this is about. Oh, yeah, baby, I got it. Or the thing that you said, hey, I really just want to watch you. You know, I mean, because that's the real thing. You know, everybody's not comfortable, but he did not allow for that. He didn't, he didn't allow himself to be sympathetic, like to be sympathetic in her eyes or to see his side just a little bit. Cause it is all about him, which is sad because there's like not that much to him that we've seen so far, except he lets things happen to him. And I just find it very, very interesting that poor little Ern, you know, all of a sudden spoke what was on his mind and, you know, kind of had a little bit of vertebrae going on. But with Van, like the person who so far has had your back. Yeah. You know, it's it's just she's had his back. And, and through times when she did not have to. But... <laughs> Earn is fired. He's about to get fired by Paperboy, and he's been fired by Van. And another thing that that made me mad is after their whole little wager, another dumb wager that he made, where she beat him in the ping pong game, like Michael Vick beat him. You could tell that in the car, he didn't even like really realize that she was done. Like you could tell that he had that, in my opinion, that he had that attitude of like, oh, this 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 too shall pass. You know, because they were in the car, he offered her a smoke, and, you know, he kind of like, you know, you could tell that he was aware, like, okay, like, things are kind of frigid, but, like, how most men are, like, you know, she's going to get over it. And when they get to the door, he says something about, you know, I'm going to go pick Lottie up from by my mom's, and she's basically like, that's good to know. Great. Okay, bye. And I am, I think that he thought that he was going to come in. And no, she didn't want to do it because she stayed by that door for a little while because she does care about him. But I think she's taking her friend's advice. Like that is the only way that she's going to be able to get out from under him and not be Lottie's mom or Ern's girl. She's going to have her own thing going. And, um, you know, I mean, there were just like lots of little hints. Like 
him calling her competitive and she said you know well, I'm kind of like the Serena Williams of this you know like they hate but they can't deny the uh, stats so she has that in her like she's like we were talking last last week about their similarities they have similarities but she has a little more drive in her than he does and I think that she's resolved now to just focus on herself and her child she was like you know you don't have to see me unless it's about money or lottie or something like that she she told him but um Ernest a jerk and i'm really hoping that he kind of wakes up and i am starting i didn't feel like, like this before but i'm starting to have the feeling that we're not gonna know it, exactly what happened you know i think they're gonna mention it but i'm i kind of feel like they're not gonna tell us so Hmm. Well, my heart just broke for for both of them. Like, I can't fully hate him. I'm I'm very uh, disappointed in him, and I wanted him to fight for her. I wanted him not to say uh, this arrangement works for me. Like, how cold and detached can you be? I I I wanted him to make better decisions just like every episode I want him to make better decisions and I keep on hoping for him because he's still he's still one of ours you know um Mm. Mm. but more van please even more and I would like to see Lottie I'm sure she's driving by now I hope next episode (laughs) is so Darius focused that it makes my eyes bleed I just want to know I I just want to spend some time in Darius's world these other people are just driving me so do we have anything else to say about it or are we done? No, we're done. Is you finished or is you done? <laughs> is you finished or is we done? Okay. All right, let's see. Because I ain't going to say it no more. All right, baby. Thank you for listening. Rapping Atlanta is recorded and produced by Nikki Ebo and Nita Sharice. Our theme music is Joy Clark's Galaxy Groove, performed by Joy Clark. You can follow this talented artist on Instagram at Joy Clark Music. Our show's artwork is created by Lasso Perez, creative director at Prime Vice Studios. You can follow Prime Vice on Instagram at Prime underscore Vice. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. You can follow Rappin' Atlanta on Instagram and Twitter at Rappin' Atlanta.